Welcome to the IGDA Twin Cities podcast, episode number 18. Um, today with me, as always, is Tori. Hello, sir. And welcoming back, Jackie. Hello. Yay, I'm back. Yay. <laughs> I like the Foley clap there, sound guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I hired a sound guy for the evening. When you, when you did that, did you clap close to the microphone so it purposely picked up? Or was it just completely unintentional? It, it, well, I, I clapped just a little bit down to the side so it wasn't straight in, but like sort of in the background a little bit. Yeah, sound guy. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> sound guy. <laughs> All right, well, welcome back, Jackie. Yeah, we missed you. Yeah, I missed you guys too. It's it's good to be back for sure. I'm excited. So, well, let's just start right out. What? what, what and I'm, and I'm that excited that I came back for the E3 episode. And we know it <laughs> yeah. happened last year on the it, E3 episode. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that, that means I'm I'm dedicated. <laughs> yeah. Do you have your your Hall's throat lozenges with you? <laughs> I actually couldn't get a word in. Like, <laughs> it was like Zach and Ryan, like, the whole night. And every once in a while, Tori would, like you know, jump in to make it sound like he's, like, part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah, me and Zach call, called each other afterwards. We fell asleep talking to each other that night. <laughs> I believe it. That's very romantic, actually. <laughs> in, in our sleep. It's like, E3, E3. So, you know. I'll keep it tight this year. Well, Zach's not here, so. Yeah. See, but, yeah, I mean, you know that that I actually wanted to be part of the podcast and I would turn <laughs> for the E3 episode. So, yeah. Um, what have I been doing? Well, you know, it was pretty chaotic in the beginning of the year for me and uh, just kind of getting back on track now. I made some decisions. I'm I'm not going to, to get a job out of the state yet. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so I'm going to stay here for a year. Um, finish up my degree. I'm working on a new business. So with Scient right now, um, things are kind of up in the air. We stopped production on the game for the time being, um, while I figure out all the legal stuff with Liz leaving and, um, and, uh, yeah, so, but I've also had some time to reflect on some of the things that we could have done better or, if I could have done it over what I would have done differently. And so those are some of the things that I'm kind of um, brainstorming right now. And I'm starting a new company soon ish. So there'll be (laughs) (laughs) more details on that in the next few months. Can you, can you tell us what your game at Scient was about now? Or are you going to keep that? No, I'm, I can't really talk about that still just because like I want to make sure all the stuff with Liz is taken care of before I do anything like that. So. Yeah, sure. No, I got, I, I <laughs> yeah, but it was one of the, <laughs> that was nice. I mean, cause it was, just, it was a super bummer for me. I have to admit that was probably, it was not my happiest day. <laughs> like, the days <laughs> leading up to that announcement to the team. And so, um, but, you know, in talking with like other, other, I mean, one of the nice things of, you know, spending a couple of years building your network in the industry is that, you know, you realize, and, and especially with like 38 Studios, it's like, well, at least it wasn't 38 Studios, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> like there was that and then you know talking with some some other um you know studio heads and stuff like that i realized that you know what happened to me is pretty typical and you know what happened to see and is pretty typical and and so um it made me feel a little bit better and and it kind of spurred me to to, to try again rather than try to shy away and like just go get a job and suck it up so yeah we'll see what happens yeah, actually, you know, I failed the first time I tried to go freelance, so it, uh, yeah, I think, I think it kind of has to happen to everybody at least once. Yeah, well, I think, you know, and I, I definitely got some good learnings out of that, and we had a really good experience, like, with the Minnesota Cup and putting yeah. together a team and, and all of that stuff, just um, in the press and everything, so it's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you were pretty active. It's surprising to hear, actually. Yeah, well, and then I, um, this year I received a Women in Business Award from the Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Journal. Oh, right on. Yeah, so I'm a, I was named a woman to watch. And um, that was a pretty big honor, actually, because there were several hundred women that were nominated and only 51 were chosen for those awards and so I was among them so that that made me feel oh, pretty congratulations. good congratulations yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a that was a that was a big pick me up and then um I'm actually leaving for Berlin on Whoa. Monday next Monday well what is that so the 25th of June and uh, I was invited to a young leaders forum by the BMW foundation and it's of like 40 different um, leaders from academia government um, executives business owners etc um, from Canada the US and Germany and we're coming together for a weekend to talk about like what you know, how to be better leaders and then also to discuss like how government and business and, and, you know, education can work together to create a better democracy. So I'm pretty excited about that. That was a huge honor to get chosen for that as well. And I have no idea how those people picked me for that, but, um, <laughs> Oh man, that sounds super heavy, <laughs> <laughs> but that's totally like the stuff that I love. Like I love yeah. that like I just I mean if I'm gonna nerd out over something I mean I was a model UN nerd in high school <laughs> and so like that that's this is appealing to my 16 year old my inner 16 year old pseudo intellectual self so <laughs> I've, it gets, it gets your hamster energized I get it yeah 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 exactly so um so I'm pretty excited about that too so there's some there's stuff going on, and even though even though like the business part is not as active, and the other thing I learned while I'm still you know so like in my little uh, post mortem so to speak, although it's not really a mortem but kind of semi post mortem I don't even know, um, is is that I didn't realize how busy I was last year until this year when I didn't have all that stuff kind of <laughs> yeah. down on me and I realized I could do things like I can go golfing, I can go outside, I can go to the store and not have uh -huh. to worry about something, you know, it's like I can not check my email for a couple hours. It's pretty awesome. Like I so Diablo then, three. Yes, I can play video <laughs> games. <laughs> I didn't, I'm, um, I quit when I got to Inferno. I just didn't want to go any further than that. That's just really ridiculous. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been up to. 
well, while I wasn't podcasting. That's that's like the last six months or whatever. <laughs> Ten minutes or less. All right. Well, glad to have you back. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. We we just called it a hiatus. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what it was. So. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure what it was going to do. We we told everybody you went to India to learn the sitar and that it, you'd be back. And, uh... <laughs> Once you were a master. <laughs> yeah. A sitar master. Yeah. So now, Tori, that's on you to intro this the show with sitar music. <laughs> Actually, um, what's the what's the other? Um... Oh gosh, it starts with a T. It's like the yoga. The um. An instrument. It's an instrument, and it's a, it's like for yoga and stuff. Um, gosh, what, but it's like that noise. I can't. I don't know. Um, oh, I'm thinking Australia for some reason. No, no. Um, <laughs> the tumpong. No, it's um. Trombone. <laughs> the the thavil. <laughs> oh, the theremin. No, it's not, a, it's not a theremin. It's um <laughs> totally a theremin. It sounds kind of like a theremin, though. <laughs> you gotta do yoga. I, you get. I can't believe Tori doesn't know this one. Um, I, I, I don't know what it he's is. He's doing yoga right now. Yeah, Let but me... it's all in my mind. Um, hmm. I'm searching the internets. I have, I have a, uh, I have like a meditation thing that I have used in the past and um Tambora that's what it is Tambora look that up sometime Tori and you can that's it's Tambora <laughs> so you're now a Tambora master you, you I, couldn't even I, remember the name of it but other I than know. that it's sounding pretty good <laughs> Well, yeah. tambor, a tambor is a drum. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was but confused. It, it's like, but it makes it makes this weird. It makes a weird like vibration noise. Oh, okay. Steel drum versus a leather strung drum kind of thing or something. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to check it out sometime. Check it out sometime. Yeah. No, actually, it's like a guitar thing. I just googled it. What? Tambora. Oh, it's tambora. a long, long necked long plucked lute. <sighs> Weird. Yeah. Who knew? But anyways, yeah, I'm an expert in that now. Clearly. That makes you way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> See you on the bus with your tambora. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Business lady on the move, Tambora. (laughs) (laughs) You just show up at meetings. Oh, I'm sorry. I just came from Tambora practice. (laughs) Yeah. Tambora solo. (laughs) (laughs) It can't be that hard to play because, like, when you listen to those meditation tapes, it's like seriously, like, it's like two notes (laughs) drawn out forever. The the soundtrack from Eyes Wide Shut. It's just a cat on a piano. <laughs> Actually, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, 
it's uh yeah so anyways tambora i'm now a tambora expert on my hiatus but now i'm back and i'm podcasting so it's all good <laughs> yeah all right tori you're up what what what's new well i um so last no two weeks ago i gave my final for the audio for games class and that was a that was a flipping blast and uh i learned a ton from my students and from that class and i'll be teaching it again starting in july so i'm pretty excited for that just and, a uh, curiosity anybody not pass or like just not no, show up or anything every, like that? everybody passed it was only like six students right or was it yep. like eight it was five there's what? a there's a max class size of eight in oh there. But that's there, awesome yeah, yeah, I love that. But there's a there's five in there, in that class, and they were all just awesome. And really, I can't speak more highly of them than I than I am right now because they they did a fabulous job. And considering that they, almost all of them were graduating this this semester, that they they did a lot of work for a uh, for a little two credit class. So I was uh, very happy about that. Cool. And then the other big thing is that I got uh, an Asus EPad. Yeah, and, I saw um, that thing. Oh, I love it. I didn't think I like it as much as I do. It changes how you use the device, doesn't it? It is. Like, what do you well, like about it? Um, well, I can use it in bed a lot easier than my little little phone. Because my wife usually has a laptop, so this gives me something with a little more power. and A little more screen size. And um, Although I, I, I still prefer typing on my phone than on this thing. Because I got the 10.1 inch one. Um, it goes on sale. And... It's a little bit too big to comfortably type with your thumbs, and it's just too awkward to type with your fingers very well. But it is uh, one of the transformer ones, so I can. It, it's got a port for the keyboard, so I might just get that eventually. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's it's a multi-touch, so you can have ten fingers at the same time going. Does so, it, well, I mean, not that you could necessarily do it in bed or anything, but does it have a microphone? Can you do the text to speech or speech to text? I. You can, I can't remember if it has a microphone built in. I think you have to, oh, yeah, you got to put it into the, um, the eighth inch jack port. Um, oh, you have to plug in a mic. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, which is fine, but, uh, that, that's a good point. That probably would be helpful, but, um, yeah, there's, I just, I just love the possibilities that the more, more space, uh, opens up. And so I've just, uh. I've I've been downloading games and apps like crazy. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and, uh, and plus with those bundles and in uh Ryan, you pointed me to another to another bundle today. There's just there's a plethora of goods out there. And yeah, uh it's not too too hard. No. And as a side note, Zombie Driver will be coming to Android tablets uh very soon. So I'm excited to see how that works on a on a tablet. So That's but, yeah. cool. Yeah, and then Dungeon Raid, it's another game that, that uh Ryan showed me and I, I love that game. It's 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 super simple. It's one of those match three games, but it uh I'm always really impressed when you find a match three game that does something Oof. different in a way that's different enough that it feels like yeah. it's pushing the genre in a different direction. It it really feels like a match three game, but it's not. Yep. Because yeah. it's uh I don't know what it's a it's a rogue. It's a rogue roguelike game, really. Yeah, kinda. Like, like it totally reminds me of Hack or NetHack, as people. It's just that the visual is a static screen with stuff that moves in and out of it. Yeah, I, I, I it's yeah, it's it's one. 
Yeah, it tickles you the right way in that regard with the, yeah. the roguish thing. But it also like has that match three game type element that yeah. is pretty good. So totally recommend that one, yeah. And oh and I just we just launched beta last week for Trox Operative. So I've been uh blazing through the forums and um making a to do list for that too. And then also working a little bit on Fireman Run. Yeah. It, pretty cool game. And I actually joined up with Lake Home Studios. Um so I'm working with them on a project too. Oh that's um or Lake Home Games, I'm sorry. Uh yeah, Daryl. Daryl. Yeah. yeah. Stussy? Yeah. Is that right? Uh Kusi. Kusi, yeah. He did the uh presentation on hash random. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's exactly. cool. Yeah. So you're doing sound for the, his game now or something? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that's what I've not too. Ryan. Very cool. Tell me about yourself, man. Yeah. Um well I had a Minecraft weekend, which was ah, nice. which was a while back. Um so some of the, the IGDA peeps set up a server and Next thing I know, me and my kids were in there. So that sucked a weekend or two away from me. And then I, <laughs> but I'll leave it at that. It's it's Minecraft. Um, <laughs> so so if anybody that knows, you just know there's a hole in your life there where you played Minecraft for a little while. And that happened to me again. But I have like an eight story um, skyscraper with lava on the corners flowing down <laughs> and a lava pillar and. Unfortunately, I had like a front desk in my entryway, but a creeper blew it up because my kids don't shut the front door. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's shut because, the front door. It's because <laughs> you're born in a barn. <laughs> it's, it's because it, technically it's because the backyard was too close to my garden, and I was unwilling to stop my chicken farming in order to <laughs> to terraform properly. So it had an open back door, and it just it just allowed for all sorts of things to get in there when they were working with our we were sharing a, a spot for supplies and stuff. Anyway, um, more interestingly, though, I played Mass Effect Three on my on my Xbox with Connect. So, and um, no, no spoilers, though. That's all I ask. Um, so I got this ending. No, <laughs> <laughs> I I could put earmuffs on if you need me to, though. No, Just no, let no, me no. know. No, I'm not going to talk about that. Did you play it, Jackie? Yeah, I played it on PC, though. I didn't play it on the xbox um well before i get into the the xbox stuff what were your general impressions like i absolutely loved it i'm not sure if the ending was what everybody was in an uproar or not i haven't looked into that yet but i thought it was pretty good i mean the one i got (laughs) i um hmm. i mean i think overall yeah i mean it was kind of like a 30 hour long denouement of like Shepard pretty much. And, but, um, and I liked how a lot of the different, you know, story arcs kind of closed up as, as you came to the ending, literally the final hours of the game. Um, that said like the very ending, ending part was just kind of like, what? But I mean, that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I, but it wasn't enough to to make me. It was enough to make me go to the forums and read what people were writing, but it wasn't enough to make me actually participate in their revolution. Okay. So, yeah, I haven't. If that makes, if that kind of puts puts me on the scale somewhere. Yeah, I haven't looked it up at you. all. Yet. I I had heard a while back that they had added more endings or changed it. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, so well, I have no idea if that's the case or not. I heard 
that they were going to release a patch. I thought it wasn't until August, though. Oh, okay. What that was gonna like explain the endings a little bit better, so that it was more clear why the game ended the way it did. I don't know. I mean, I, well, get, I, I at this point, I don't. I mean, I've. It's been so long since I played it that I don't. Right. You okay. know, it's just it's it's not even like a. I have other things to worry about in my life. (laughs) Well, all right. Well, regardless of story, you know, I, I, I I felt really good about it. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, and I was surprised how much I enjoyed the connect integration. Um, so the connect integration worked in interesting ways. Like, you know, you get your, your selection on, on what to say. So you could just say, you know, option one or option two, read them. Um, and that, so that was kind of interesting, but half the time I'd use my controller and the other time I wouldn't, but then it had other ones that are like, you know, open to open a door or interact to interact. And those I never used, but what I did have like a lot of fun with is in the heat of battle, you could scream like, um, Garrus, Sniper or, or Edie, um, Decoy or Grenade and your, your crew would do things to help you. And that was really, really interesting. Um, it doesn't like the normal way you'd have to, you'd have to in the Xbox controller, you hit bumper and then you mouse to select the person and the, and the power they want. And then you arrow to where you're aiming so that they do it there. It slows the game down a little bit. It was really fun to just sort of look at something, say grenade and then duck back into cover and do your own thing. And it happened. It was, I really liked that. That's cool. Yeah. That I, I wish I would have had that ability to do that on the PC. Although, I, I don't think my husband would be pleased because I'd be yelling <laughs> at my computer all night. Yeah, I, I, I asked my wife the next day. I'm like, "Did you hear me?" And she's like, "No." And it must have been because like the fans and stuff were on. But then that she's like, "Be quiet! <laughs> Grenade! Sentry drones!" <laughs> and, uh, and I had mentioned to a friend at IGDA about the game, and he's like, "Why don't you just map them to the wheel?" You know, you can map certain buttons on the controller to powers, which is what, what I did. I had my max amount of mapping I could do. Um, but then there was just so much more that you'd never really, at least when I played, never took advantage of. But now I was screaming them out, you know, overload. And it it was working really well. It was a lot of fun. It, it definitely changed the game for me to a way that, that, that sort of broke, what was bra- the interface that broke the game sort of for me before was now replaced with something that was a little bit natural. And I was surprised by that. And maybe it was just me, but the getting in the heat of the battle and screaming at your TV and things <laughs> happen because you do it is actually pretty neat. So oh, that's cool. That is cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you know, your crew is all that important anyway. Um, in mass effect, but it can make a difference. So that, and then, uh, so I really enjoyed Mass Effect 3. And um, other than that, and some Fireman run, as Tori alluded to, um, E3 was the big event in my life. So, Yeah, one other yeah. thing, I guess, out of my what I've been up to is um, did Indie Game the Movie. I, I, I forgot that I had watched that. Anybody else? I haven't no, I seen, didn't it. seen it. Um, all right, so I did. <laughs> <laughs> I will say okay so it came out on the 12th I think and I was going to like totally like put it off put it off but I'm sitting there at work watching Twitter and I can't help it so I bought it and then I tweeted 
I tweeted, hey, anybody out there, you know, that's seen it yet so far, because I know that some of my, my friends on Twitter had got it and had were watching it that, you know, morning or whatever. And I said, is it appropriate for my sons of age five to nine? And I got tweeted back by the by the director, by the, the well, at least the indie game Twitter account, I guess not necessarily the director, but I assume so. And uh, they told me that it's a little intense, and at 20 minutes, there's a sexually explicit video game, and I then watched it with my kids that night. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Well, you, you knew what to watch out for, so that's that's cool that they uh, yeah, gave you a heads up. I thought it was really cool they gave me a heads up, and, and I uh, you know looked at that part, and they, they also offered a no-swears version. No, that's but, cool. Although that didn't stop them from showing, like, internet trolls saying fuck you in their comments mm -hmm. all over the screen and my kids can read so <laughs> my five-year-old knows when he sees a naughty word so anyway the wife was a little bit glary eye there but other than that it, it was a pretty neat movie um I, it was really i was really happy to expose my kids to that side of game development right that there's these, it's really these indie games, and they're for the most part successful. It's Team Meat for Super Meat Boy, Braid, uh, Jonathan Blow, and then um, Fez. Mm. And I can't remember that guy's name. Dang it. Um, John Smith. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, it followed them, and it showed them in their, you know, their highs and lows to a certain extent, and, you know, let it know that it was something that they worked really hard on and part of their you know, the process of that. So it was, uh, it's good. I highly recommend it. So is it a documentary or? Yeah, it's what? a documentary. Yeah. It follows around those developers. So it's, it's, it's following team meet before they release their game. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Like, and then you get to see a little bit of their release on Xbox. Right. Gotcha. And then it's after braid being one of the very successful ones. So it's talking to him after in his experience, you know, developing and then the aftermath because yeah, he had some tough times in the aftermath. He um, did. I didn't know that. Huh. See the movie. And then, uh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and then the, the Fez guy, if you guys know anything about Fez, um, you know, it's this game that 2007 won, or I think seven, uh, won some like best art. And, you know, it took five years to come out kind of thing. Uh, it just took a long time. But it's now I own all of those games. So, yeah, we had to buy Fez. <laughs> and, the kids were playing Super Meat Boy, and yeah. No, right on. Very cool. I, I'm I'm kind of eager to check that out because I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, the only thing that I've heard that was negative, and this is just on Twitter, and so it's completely unsubstantiated, but there was like some snarking going on around how the Super Meat Boy team was really kind of dogged on like triple a and stuff is that true dogged on triple a titles oh yeah though they they said you know they uh there was some quote about halo or this or that and those games just like effing suck or something like that you know there was some dogging on it but it was sort of like a real emotional time where um i don't know it didn't bother me. I took it in the heat of the moment, said something that, you know, it's their right, too, to not care for those types of games either. So, Right. Like, yeah, I mean, they don't have to like them, Link, or anything, obviously. Mm -hmm. But but that was the only kind of, like, snarky 
whining that I heard on Twitter regarding the the movie. I follow too many like game journalists. I think is my problem yeah. or game critics, and so they're yeah, always dude. bitching about something <laughs> yeah. for real. Like they just they're never happy. <laughs> Don't. The only kind of negative thing I heard, and I, I really didn't go looking, was just uh, about the, the Fez developer being kind of like, because um, he's sort of, he seems depressed because he's, it seems like it's been this really hard road and, you know, kind of thing. And so one, there was a little bit of ripping on that because I think he was depressed. It was this huge weight on his shoulders and the internet was staring at him and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what the documentary is about, right? It's like yeah, somebody's, exactly. somebody's like real, like what they went through, like for real, not like kind of, you know, prettied up and and packaged up for mass consumption. So, you know, it it sh- it should show the not so happy times as well as the yeah. happy times too, right? I mean, if it's yeah. going to be a quality documentary, otherwise, there's what's the point of it? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. But, yeah. It's 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 worth saying. Um yes. Leave that. <laughs> um, well the Fez guy had some uh, um he split with his partner. Um and he had a lot of e- legal issues with with that split. Oh. Um I can't remember that guy went on to make Shank I think is one of his titles. Oh, what a bizarre change. Yeah, I think. I could be totally wrong. I'm thinking it's Shank. I remember seeing it and going, what? (laughs) (laughs) So, Shank gives me the same reaction. Um, Well, how about before we talk E3, let's just talk a little bit about last month's uh, presentation, or this month's, uh, about the June presentation. Yeah, so there was the E3 talk, but we'll... We'll just might as well just skip that because we're going to delve into that. Yeah, the normal um, meeting where we have like a, a member project was reserved this month for an E3 discussion, like a roundtable. So, and we'll continue that discussion a little bit in, in the podcast here after we talk about our main presenter. And I'll let you, Tori, you, you introduce. Well, uh, so Ben Ho gave the, uh, the talk about dynamic audio, or specifically dynamic music in video games. And of course, I was kind of all about that. Because anything to do with audio, I love. And it was interesting because he kind of showed his history of how he kind of got to where he was, starting with some very early games and like in Sierra and all the way up to where he is now. And um, uh, But he's really, he's really, really pushing for dynamic audio. So audio that is sort of like, in some, in some senses, you sort of choose the palette before you before you make the audio your composition is picking a palette and then you sort of put it into this code base and then it's all played sort of on the fly so you never really have the same music again so you sort of have these you've got these little kits of music often sort of um kind of atonal and then you sort of sculpt the way they're played based on what's happening in the game so um yeah but (laughs) it's, it's it's a really good way because Loops get repetitive, and um, uh, they're a necessary thing right now, for, especially if you're working in systems that have um, pretty limited audio capabilities. But this does, his presentation shows a way to get a lot of mileage out of, um, of audio and really 
reduce listener fatigue and have some really interesting things happen. So yeah, he, well, he had done a lot. I mean, he's been in the, the sound game development thing for years. Yeah. Um, and he had, he's done all sorts from just the looping or the cinematic music sort of set up like that. What did he say? 45 minutes of music for a 25 like 50, hour game or a 50 yeah. hour game. He's yeah. just not enough. Right. And uh, I can't remember what that one was. It's a Microsoft game, like a. He said that was, oh, Ar- Ar- Arcana? Yeah, okay. Arcanum or something like that. Yeah. 60th rated best game of a, yeah. ever. Yeah. Oh, I played that game. Yeah, he did the music for that. Arcanum. But I thought his. Um, that was what, a good game, actually. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Yeah, no, he it he expressed that it was it had done well and um was like he said it was like the 60th best game of all time on some website which I don't I can't qualify because I think it was PC Mag. Oh yeah. It was it, it was of some repute. Yeah. Um, not of not of ill repute. Not of ill repute. <laughs> Yeah, his, I thought his, when he did the End War, because he did Tom Clancy's End yeah. War, yeah. Um, which is a, a real-time strategy-esque type game. It, it sort of claimed to fame, for me at least, was that you could talk to your Xbox to play it. Um, but I never played it, but um, I heard that you could give orders through your headset. Um, but anyway, he, he showed his, like, um, I would almost call it like a prototype sound music engine thing that he used yeah. to help demonstrate how it worked to people because it was very visual additionally and also communicate with an engineer to program it in so i thought that was like awesome yeah I, that was very cool where he had essentially loops but you would basically say like how exciting you are or if it's really mellow say or it's the endings coming and you would ha- kind of have these like almost an ai that mm-hmm. would be deciding the, the proper um, music to be playing and then mixing from this large library of things. So you might have drums, you might not, you know, et cetera, et cetera. It was pretty cool. It was really cool, yeah. My my reservation of doing any game completely one way, of course, is that um, when you're doing stuff like that, it generally has to be atonal or um, for it to work so that stuff isn't clashing a lot, mm-hmm. which means that you're... And, and you don't want to be too very... You don't want it to be very melodic because, once again, you can get into the clashes that way. But the only problem is that I fear, even though the experience is awesome, and I, I, I definitely want that in any game I can, I could possibly make. But you still need to. I personally still think you need to have some melodic music to help you tie it uh, to bring certain themes of the game to life. So I think a combination of the two is important. Because, um, yeah, that's just my feeling though. But I, I'm just, I'm, I'm such a melody maker even though i try not to be mm-hmm. that um i'm really drawn to melody so I, I i will say his presentation was super weird for me because he's like all right this is the music i made for like arcania or when he's showing his little demo before end war and he just stands there for three minutes and it just plays music I, mm. you know that's i mean it was refreshing to see it because of course you're supposed to be listening and stuff but it was very different for me sure yeah and um, but yeah, so I, but I, I stole a lot of information from him, and uh, um, so he used a program called Max to prototype that, and um, so, but there's a free version out there called um, uh, Pure Data or uh, PD or LibPD is the libraries for it, 
And so I'm actually checking that out now because I want to incorporate that in some stuff I'm working on. Um, cool. But um, yeah, I learned a lot from that. And obviously being an audio fanboy, I, I fanned out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw I saw a lot of tweets from Damien too that evening. So yeah. he, he was also fanboying. Yeah. Nothing um, wrong with that. No. The, <laughs> he he did I thought it was humorous, but not in a in a you know make fun way. But the 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 sound thing he did with um asparagus, was it? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> a study in sound to for appropriate meal enjoyment or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> That was pretty interesting, actually. Yeah. Obviously something he was uh, proud of, and also of recent history, too. So Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I'd, like, I'd love to get to a place in my life where I can do sort of some more kind of avant-garde kind of exploration pl- projects like that. Um, I mean, I could now, but not probably with the quality I'd want to. And so I, I look forward to that. <laughs> Cool, yeah. Definitely an inspiration because I ended up, you know, I'm not a sound person at all. Like my, I've got zero music talent, but <laughs> I went home and uh, started programming a little loop engine thing. And Yeah, you did. I actually <laughs> figured out, you know, how many beats could be in a measure. Maybe. I don't know if I did it right, but it counts. <laughs> I know, and I saw it. it and it was count, cool. doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually looking forward to, to discussing that more with you. I know. I'm excited. Tomorrow night, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Not that... Maybe maybe you guys can, can fall asleep while you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just listen to the music. Yeah. I need some good loops, Tori. There you go. Sorry. Not bad. It was terrible. Um... Okay, so right. oh, uh, one thing we should say: he, uh, this Ben Hogue, um, was like an out-of-town guest. He actually came up from Boston. That's right. So that was um, pretty neat to get 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 uh, somebody like with his experience and stuff to oh, stick absolutely. around, present. So thanks, Ben. Yeah, and thank you, Zach, for like landing that stuff. Or if it wasn't Zach, thank you to whoever. Yeah, it might have been Damien. I bet. Oh, you're probably right. Yeah. That He's dude is like the networking king. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> he knows everybody. He does. All right. Well, who wants to talk about uh, E3? Anybody? Jackie, I think you should start it off. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the only the only thing I watched was the, the Ubisoft presser. So... We, I, I don't think we'll cover a whole lot of stuff. I just picked a few of the interesting things. Um, I, I thought, well, let's just go. The, the three main, big main events are the ones I care about. The, or not main events. The three main companies, Microsoft, PlayStation, and Nintendo. Um, Microsoft starts off first. And like, I had like a lot of predictions about Microsoft. And I, I expected it to be kind of a lot of stupid. And there was some stupid. Like, we're supposed to get excited about Internet Explorer being on Xbox. You know, Ooh, I, I'm going to bang I, everything. Yeah, I can't wait to bang it, everything. Um, and it was IE6, right? The version that they're premiering on there? IE6.5. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that, you know, that stuff, I don't 
care about so much. Um, but I, I think that out of all the, the companies, Microsoft, I think, is positioning themselves in an interesting way to be more than a console, um, which I think could be awesome. Um, th- that's my personal feeling. Like, I have a Google TV. You have a Google TV, too, don't you, Tori? I do, yeah. Yeah. And um, I don't know how often you use internet search on it, but it, it, anybody else that doesn't have a Google TV, if you have, like, a Roku or imagine your DVR on your your cable if it had like an internet search so you and you had a little, like a keyboard or something relatively easy um it it's really convenient to like search youtube and watch youtube and you know that sort of stuff is really nice um but the processor in the google tv is pretty weak so it it takes a while to load up like facebook or something like that it just takes a little bit too long it's almost like it's you know you you turn on your laptop yep no, I it don't. just takes too long and you're kind of lost interest by the time it's actually ready to go. But, um, Which is funny because, I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we actually had to wait for stuff to download before we could watch it. Or even we're all of the age that we remember the time before the internet. And listen to us now. We're so like, we need it now. Well, it's not that we need it now. It's that... <laughs> Here's this device that I'm that's right in front of me that can do it, but if I just was willing to get up and walk into the other room where my computer is, it could do it right. ten, ten do times it fast. faster. Yeah, it's faster. And, yeah. and so I'm thinking it, but unfortunately, it is Microsoft. But it would be really great if they could take that same sort of TV plugged in experience because the Google the Google TV doesn't get in the way of your cable; it's on top of it, and it'll it it's really awesome. So if you want Netflix or you want to search the internet. You don't have to change your TV mode or anything like that. Um, it does it for you. It's really nice. If the Xbox could become something like that, um, the next Xbox, um, and still be, you know, you get the big processor for the games and stuff, but then additionally you get the, the benefits of that processor for um, other things such as streaming, and um, like Netflix or streaming cable channels if they get to do that, or internet searching or whatever although it will be internet explorer i imagine unfortunately <laughs> um it i i have high hopes for that but we'll we'll see what they really make of course um okay that's my general feeling and i don't know <laughs> did you guys all right i'll just leave it at that did, did any of you see the smart glass stuff you know i just heard a little bit about it which i think Sounds pretty interesting, but I I don't know too much about it. Um, yeah, the well, only thing I know about it is, um, well, the that in there, the press release for the tablet thing <laughs> that they're going older. to be releasing, <laughs> which has the smart glass stuff on it too, right? Well, the smart glass is just you know their name for like a piece of software. It's like the the interface kind of thing is the way I took it to be. So smart glass would be like what you would give a developer um, of an iPad or an Android device or, you know, some tablet, even Microsoft tablet. And then that's what they use to interface with the communication of the Xbox on your local network. That's what I took it to be. Okay. So it, what I, there's a good thing about it in that they said it's not just like say a windows eight tablet. You know, like, and enjoy smart glass on your Windows 8 tablet, you know, the, or your Zune, something nobody would have. <laughs> yeah. But they did say that that's for any tablet or, like, mobile device that, you know, is 
appropriate. So it'll be on iPads, it'll be on you know some Android tablets or phones or whatever. I think that's pretty good. It's a smart move. But what that content is is the question because they kind of only showed it with Halo, and it was literally like somebody looking up some information about Halo on a tablet. And I'm like, what's that? How's that different than the internet right now? Other than that, you've made a shitty interface for it. <laughs> You know, so like instead of finding the information I want, I have to go through this futuristic thing where I get to see schematics of ships for no apparent reason. And, <laughs> you know, um, but it's so the future. It is the future. future. So the best <laughs> example I have of how that could be great is that if you were playing Fallout 4, it's your Pip-Boy. And that could be pretty cool. That would be really neat, I think. And so instead of, you know, if you haven't played Fallout 3, you have this like arm computer that's your whole interface for doing things you know your you have your radio on there and you know your weapon selection and your health and all that information and you wear it on your wrist and in the game you actually bring your wrist up to your face and then that's how you interact with it but if you had that as your smart glass it'd be pretty cool i think or it has potential to be so and, and i think there was some speculation too that that what that that may have been an attempt to try to at least put themselves on the same spot as Nintendo with a Wii U coming out. Yeah, because it seems similar in some it, ways. It really opens up so many potentials for the mini game thing, and um, yeah, we, oh, that's we, very we, true. We can get into that with with the Nintendo talk because that's kind of what the Wii U is about um, with its pad. But um, it's games it, within games within games yeah. within <laughs> games within games. It's super meta. Yep. So, I mean, it it definitely opens up a lot of opportunities for those devices to be additional inputs, such as, yeah, I don't know, like your football game where you're playing against your buddy, you can pick your move or something. I don't know. I don't know if that would be a, a thing somebody would want or not, but I don't ever play football real or simulated with my buddies, so. Um, so, anyway, I have hopes for smart glass, but I also sort of expect it to be not as good as it could be. Um, I, yeah, I, I have high hopes too. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I think probably like you, I'm just a little afraid that, that it just won't get supported well enough, but, but it, it would be, it'd be a lot of times just navigating stuff with console controls sucks. And that'd be great to be able to switch to that. Even if you have to put your controller down, sometimes yeah. it's just worth it. I think that, I mean, the idea of communicating to your Xbox over your Wi-Fi network, or your, if you, even if you're plugged in, um, isn't that big a deal. You're just sending, you know, like, triggers saying, you know, whatever. So it shouldn't be that, like, the op options should be pretty big, like what you could do with mm -hmm. your game from menus and, and whatnot. It, if it's literally just, you know, a touch to, 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 select your weapon or something like that. I, I see that stuff being really easy to do. And and you don't necessarily need to take away from any of the games otherwise because they have their options with their controllers and stuff too. But um, I could totally see it being nice to have on your tablet. You know, you're trying to decide which sword to get. Yeah. Versus just looking at it on your TV. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, what developers come up with. Um, and how that could be, I guess. Um, and then one last thing I thought was worth mentioning was um, Usher dancing. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was like 
the best thing ever. Well, it reminded me of video games a lot. It, oh my god, it was just so like did not care. <laughs> I just so did not care. Um, apparently, he was dancing to a video game at one point, but I glossed over like pretty heavy on that. I, the only good thing about it was they're ushering in a new age of entertainment. Oh god! So that's the only reason why I why I really wanted to mention it. Well, wow! It, someone someone had to say it. It might as well have been on this podcast right here, right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yep. Yeah, I came back from my hiatus <laughs> yeah. for that for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys, you guys got anything else <laughs> that, that you might have heard from the Microsoft stuff? I mean, there's I, the halos and the whatnots, but I, you know that if you're a fanboy, you already know it. So, yeah, I, 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 like honestly, I didn't watch. I didn't watch a whole lot of it. Um, most yeah. of what I saw was was Ubisoft and some Nintendo stuff, actually. All right. Well, uh, well, let's quick talk about PlayStation because PlayStation was. Um, I thought I, I had sort of expected PlayStation to hit pretty hard, with some interesting stuff. Um, but they didn't. I guess. <laughs> no, they did not. Um, I, I, in fact, I have a really hard time remembering back to. Like I've, I've been trying to remember all the stuff they did, and I'm like, I don't remember much. They were part of that is that they really kind of was about the games. Um, so Vita was a big deal. They were really pushing Vita games to, to some extent. Um, the one, one of their games that looks two games, I guess, what is it? Quantic, Quantic reality or whatever. The people that did hard rain, their new game with the, the girl from oh, Quantic Juno. dream, Quantic dream that looks very, very promising. Like if it is, I, I'm, I really like this idea of like a game being an interactive movie. Like, I like that idea where you don't really need to play it to see a movie, but you interact with it way more than you would. Almost like a choose-your-own-adventure, but done in excellent cinematics. I don't sure. think that's what Hard Rain was, at least not talking to Zach about it. But um, it that game looks amazing. It looks really good. So if the gameplay or the involvement in it is, is it worth anything, you know, maybe, it, maybe that's worth um, investigating. I just would like to say, I'm so sick of exclusives. I'm so sick of exclusives. Yeah, that's actually the... I'm going to echo that sentiment because I really wanted to play Heavy Rain, but I don't want to have to buy a PlayStation to play it. And so I haven't played it yet, even though I know it's a game that I'd really like. And it's a game that I'd actually really like to check out. Just, I mean, because I yeah. I like what Quantic Dream has like been trying to, to do. Like, I like their philosophy. So, um, but yeah, I I mean, I hardly ever even play my Xbox. I mean, I prefer to play on the PC. I would really love to have these games on the PC, you know. Yeah, I'll uh, second that. Third it even. Yeah, because the same thing with, um, well, Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog is uh, the developers of um, Drake's Fortune. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that series, it's it's sort of a Indiana Jones adventure that looks pretty damn good, but I've never played because I I couldn't shell out the big bucks for the PlayStation. Um, but their new game, um, I cannot think of the name now. The La- Last of Us. Oh yeah, that game just looks awesome. Isn't isn't that in the Drake universe? Um, 
I don't think so. Oh, okay. Like, this is sort of like a post-apocalyptic, right? I mean... Oh, I I don't know. See, I don't know anything about Drake um, because I just I refuse to learn more because I know I can't play it and I'd really okay. like to. So I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, Drake is sort of like the, and I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's like I mentioned, Indiana Jones ish. I th- believe it's modern times, Indiana Jones ish sort of national treasure type adventure. Mm. Um, and. I don't know if it's really after treasure or whatever, but I believe it's sort of like that's what he's about. I don't know. <laughs> awesome. We know a whole lot about PlayStation stuff. <laughs> yes, uh, we're definitely talking about this topic as as subject matter experts. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, well, uh, let's talk about the crazy stuff that happened at the PlayStation press conference because they don't, don't devoted 20 minutes of their, you know, not 80 or 90 minute thing to... Their new e-reader. A, a book. <laughs> a book that you can't read unless you have your camera pointed at it and you look at your TV. Um, I, uh, man, it, I just am surprised that they... You know, it was a live demo. They had their problems where it wouldn't recognize their gestures. I don't... Personally, me, I don't care that much about Harry Potter to care about reading a book on my TV and waving my wand around to interact with it. Yeah. Um, and it was a little slow, so it was twenty minutes. It got it ate up a whole bunch of their time, and I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it's a cool idea. I mean, it's, it's definitely like the, a neat idea, and especially like you know, it 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 would feel like it, as a little kid doing that, it would feel really super magical, and that would be pretty awesome. So, but. Yeah, that was kind of an unfortunate demo, for sure. Well, you know, the other thing, though, that I think, um, which I also think is a negative for it, is that it's not going to look as cool as that, because they're projecting this big screen of, like, the person in there, and but you're just going to be seeing that on your TV, so it's not it's not going to be nearly as impactful as the demo was, and the demo looked kind of dumb, so I think it's going to be worse than the demo made it look like, personally, but that's yeah. just... Yeah, I because I, don't know. I just ra- I, I just rather have a book that's 3D looking that I can move around, like kind of like a like a bigger um, DS, you know, 3DS, which I think would be better. <laughs> but, yeah, well, I mean, it's I the know. whole augmented reality thing, so uh, it, that's pretty neat. It's it's gimmicky. It's been used a lot in advertising, but not in any huge mainstream way because people don't care enough. It it's. Like, what was it? The There was like a Nissan ad that was in a magazine, and if you put it up to your webcam, it would show you the car, and you could spin the advertisement around, and it would let you look at the car on the through the web interface. You know, it's augmented reality. Just, same stuff as the book. Um, I don't know. I, I look at that, and I thought of my kids, and I thought that they wouldn't care, is, is what I thought. Um, I could be wrong. I'd like to put it in front of them to see what they think, but... No way am I going to buy a move and an Ike camera thingy and a PlayStation to to see. Okay, prediction. This time next year, you have all those things. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I'm more likely to have an, a Wii U. <laughs> oh, you'll have that too. <laughs> Which I'm, I, I'm totally going to get, by the way. I'm going to be wearing my Google glasses. Watching <laughs> right? Sitting in... <laughs> Sitting there, you know, connected to my device while I'm running my tablet. Do it, do it, searches on Bing. Search on Bing off of my iPad. 
through my computer, all while sitting in my refrigerator. <laughs> That's right. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, I, uh, that was Microsoft's presser. They had the South Park guys came out and made a joke about that. That was their joke I stole um, as they presented their South Park game. Anyway, okay, so PlayStation, Vita, that crazy book demo thing, and then those couple games that looked pretty good. Last of Us looks pretty neat. Um, sort of surprised they didn't announce any, like, price drops or really overhype the, the move at all. I don't know. I, I sort of very underwhelmed by PlayStation's presentation, so. Yeah. I actually thought Ubisoft was probably the most interesting presentation if you if you can compare Ubisoft to Microsoft to Sony to um Nintendo like overall content wise was probably the most interesting. Yeah, because they well they did a good job showing how I mean they're about the games, right? Yeah. And yeah. everything else is sort of secondary to them. So they just sort of did a good job of showing people having fun with this stuff, you know? Yeah. In a way that we, Nintendo we can't do they cannot make their stuff look good you know <laughs> yeah. like sitting together just acting completely weird it's, <laughs> it's it's just so strange you know and i don't know you know i you know bless nintendo for being as sort of fun as they are like um i, I don't know if you guys saw the intro of the nintendo we uh or the nintendo conference but it came out with uh is it miyamoto with like a, they had like this little video clip intro with a whole bunch of Pikmin like running around while he's getting dressed. <laughs> I didn't see that, no. And they like hide in his pocket and they, you know, move his shoes and all this stuff. And then he walks out on stage and then it's this really awkward Pikmin discussion <laughs> um, about how the Nintendo Wii U has bigger resolution, which means you can see more Pikmin now. <laughs> um, wow! But I don't talk about getting your full fan base in on that one. Yeah, I I don't know. It was typical Nintendo. I guess somebody cares. Um, <laughs> but the, the the Wii U, I don't know. I'm I'm actually pretty interested in the Wii U if it can work like the way they they show it. And you mentioned Ubisoft, and they're the people that do are doing Zombie U, right? Yeah, and I think that looks really really cool. Of course, I like zombies. Right. Um, but the way they inter- integrated it looked really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, I agree. I I like I like that how that's set up for sure. The, even... the, what is what is that called? The little tablet thing. The tablet. The, the controller. I don't. The and tablet. is there a special is there a special uh, name for it or? Well, I I don't know. They didn't. I don't know anything like the Wiimote or something. You know. It's the, yeah, because okay, so I, I, I okay, then I'm not, I'm not totally, totally a noob for being ignorant on on that. But yeah, um, being able to like uh, kind of switch your weapons and use it as like a, uh, like a well, the, the that one that one part where they they go to like do that finishing move on the zombie yeah, with the oh, yeah. with the tablet thing that yeah. was pretty awesome. That yeah, was. I. I enjoyed. I enjoyed. That got me interested for sure. I was like, "Hmm, you can do gesture stuff. That's pretty cool." Yeah, yeah. but it's it's just a Wiimote in there. I mean, you can right? Do that with I get it. Right I now. get it. But like, but you, but you like, but you can also like do. It's you have like your. It's like your little mini. It's like your Pip Boy kind of right. You can 
do like your mini like right. sighting and stuff to, like that through clear, that. If if people listening don't understand, you, you the person's playing with the Wii tablet remote, which is sort of like a controller, but it's got a screen on it, and they've in the main screen, the TV screen, they've like come upon a zombie, and so they go to their tablet quick and they pick an axe, and then with their controller in hand, they raise it like an axe, and then they kill the zombie by swinging it in the air, and the TV then shows the death of this, the finishing move on this zombie. That is pretty neat. Um, Yeah. I thought, actually, that video they showed where they show how they do those things um, did a really good job of demonstrating what the Wii U could be. From sniping, where you, like, got the screen and you point it at the TV and then it is a zoomed-in view, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's no different really right now than pointing your Wiimote at the screen, I imagine. But it it's kind of cool. It, it's got potential. And then your menu selections. What was it? Uh, door hacking. Oh, yeah. I was like, <laughs> could you guys come, maybe come up with something that sounded a little bit better? I know. Door hacking. Dramatic, <laughs> like three-dimensional letters spinning. And I'm like, huh? And then it just shows a guy like with a keypad. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the, you know, and then on the TV, he's just nervously <laughs> looking behind him as the zombies are slowly approaching. Yeah. That was pretty funny. But, um, yeah, we <laughs> did a, a pretty dang good job. Uh, or, I mean, I'm suddenly zombie, zombie. As the French people called it, Zambie. Uh, oh yeah, Zambie. Um It did a good job showcasing what could be the potential of that sort of device in a game that isn't necessarily what you think of Nintendo being either. Yeah, that's so, true. Um, and I know Zach was pretty excited because they showed some games that were like uh, hide and seek with Luigi, for instance. Oh, that's right. Yeah, which with um, some like different game modes in it. Which actually, you're right; those looked interesting. They, I guess they're really fun. I, I could see it from that. So, you know, so much of the video gaming I do is is sort of alone, I guess, if that makes sense. Even if you're multi multiplayer playing, a lot of times those it's almost like co playing. It's not sometimes, but um, forever alone. Well, <laughs> I'm still alone. Um, <laughs> so those sort of games where the 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 you know, it's it's like explaining uh, Super Mario Brothers Wii, right? And how that's an actual interactive experience because it's not the game. But you could play that game by yourself, but it's way better if you don't, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of about that couch experience. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine playing that game by myself because it, that's not what it's about. I think that those games are the same way where they... You know, it's hide-and-seek, right? But the person with the tablet gets to... Uh, maneuver around the maze and see where everybody else is, but they can't see the, 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 the ghost in this case. Um, and your objective as the ghost is to attack them. So it's kind of neat. I think that that stuff could be pretty fun. Yeah, as long as they support it with, with some good software, uh, I think they, they could... The thing is, I, I do everything on PC or mobile, and then I get a Wii for stuff that I can't do on PC or mobile, which is why I don't have an Xbox 360 or a PS3. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm excited to see that stuff. Yeah, they um they did some weird things where they like promote the idea of you can play on the tablet and that somebody can watch the TV. Yeah, and I, and like well the game has to kind of support that, which I mean True. it'd be kind of like um so Nintendo has good experience with dual screens, right? Like the DS is an awesome gamepad. Yeah, it's really yeah. great. 
there's a lot of experiences where the touch and then the visual works really well together. And so they've kind of now put that to your TV in your lap. It's really good. But if you then um, didn't have the top screen and you're just playing a tablet game, I don't yeah. know. I think that Microsoft's reaction with their smart glass is is sort of seeing how this Nintendo thing can work. Um, granted, theirs, I think, will be a dumbed-down version where you won't be able to point it at the TV, say, for instance, or do the gesture stuff necessarily. Sure, sure. But I think that that actually could be okay. I think so, too. It has some serious potential. I think it probably, if you're both, it just comes down with supporting it. Yeah, I mean, if 99% of what you really enjoy out of the tablet is the interface to the game so that you have a menu system or something like that, you know, yeah, that could be the, the, the big winner. And, you know, um, I don't know if PlayStation mentioned it much, but it is possible that the Vita could be used in a similar way if it's not already, you know. They didn't make much point of pointing it out or I fell asleep, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess that's that's my thoughts on E3. Some Some up much simpler than last year. And, uh, yeah, I guess that that's my thoughts, too. I was just mostly, more like, presentation-wise, impressed by Ubisoft, but I'm most looking forward to the Wii U, I guess, of the bunch. That's what had me thinking about the possibilities the most. Uh, yeah. Well, some of the other, um, you know, those being the main pres- presenters, we did watch the, some of the, the other ones, too. Ubisoft and, I can't remember, was it EA? And um, I have to say, I am very much looking forward to Far Cry 4. Far Cry 3, Far Cry 3, and 4, for that matter. Um, <laughs> and and um, Laura Croft, what, what did they call it? Don't, lis- don't watch, listen to the trailer without watching it. Oh, uh, Extreme Penetrations, what was it? I can't remember what the joke was. I'm not, I don't remember. The trailer, like if you watch the trailer, she's getting stabbed and beat and oh. punctured in so many ways, right? <laughs> Um, they've rebooted her too. But if you listen to it, but don't look at it, it sounds really different than what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's all this like, oh, ah, oh, <laughs> kind of yeah. stuff. I mean, it it's right, but it's just like almost over the top in, in that regard. Yeah, sometimes they should have like a little focus group sit on and stuff like that and make sure that they like catch stuff like that. I, I think they do. And I they think do. that that's like, they let that stuff go. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's weird and kind of messed up. Well, that trailer, or, well, that whole reboot of Laura Croft is kind of getting a bunch of flack, too. So right now, like, I mean, we're talking about the Ubisoft um, presentation, too, and I guess this is a good segue into all of all of that. But, like, right now, like, the the lady gamers of of the internets are just furious <laughs> <laughs> like and and i i feel the the same amount of of frustration i guess i don't know like if there's something in the water or what so like with the with the Laura Croft reboot like the the uh dev um who's being interviewed about the game was like where well, you're going to want to feel like you want to protect her and like you know she gets 
beaten and she's not, you know, she's not the tough, confident woman that, you know, because it's like a prequel kind of thing, the way they're setting this up. Okay. So she's kind of going through her, her like, uh, defining hard knocks. moments or something. Yeah. But the main defining moment is when she's a, like, there's like this threat of rape. And so that got everybody really frustrated. So they finally made Lara Croft look like a normal human being for the most I, part. I was going to say. Right? I'm, right? Like, yep. which was like, yay, we win. And then they're like, yeah, but she gets raped. So <laughs> you're just like, what? Almost. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, it's like there's other ways to do character development without, right. you know, raping somebody like i mean there's other ways that females develop their character besides you know well that's that. i mean that so, that so that outside of what i had seen in yeah regards to yeah yeah so so there is that and then um <laughs> so people were upset over that i mean it's 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 frustrating because you're just like it's like you get a couple steps forward and then you take like three steps back like every single time mm-hmm. <laughs> like you end up in the same place that you were like nothing nothing changed and then um a- I, I don't know I, I might be just murdering her name but i think it's aisha 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 tyler the woman that did the ubisoft presser mm-hmm. like we all watched it i think we, we were all in the room yep. when that was going on right and it yeah. was there were some seriously awkward moments with like <laughs> it's with, just... the, with the girl would comment and like <laughs> oh some of the gosh. other some of the other stuff that was going on you know it was just I mean it was a little it, but it was fun right like they were having fun and there were it was not I mean given you know Mr. Caffeine from the Mr. Caffeine and it wasn't it wasn't um and Mr. Caffey was like pretty offensive last year. So right. I think that was part of the reason why Ubisoft had a woman fronting the presser this year because and, Mr. Caffeine definitely stuck his foot in his mouth a few times. And the, and the year before they had Joel McHale, but all he did was read off the teleprompter on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, yeah, it was really awkward. Her and her bracelet buddy guy. Yeah, so it, and it was it was a little bit awkward, but I mean overall, like I mean it was a pretty good presser, and uh, but this woman like immediately gets like a ton of hate, like from I don't know the internet troll tough guy squad or whatever, and I mean they're sending her like tweets they're trying to ruin like you know they're sending emails they're trying to like ruin i mean it's just like this like kind of like mob mentality they feel like they're anonymous and they just trolled the crap out of her over this presser and um and one of the biggest things was they didn't believe she was a gamer which she is and like that she should have had, she had no business being up there presenting because she's not a gamer clearly cuz what attractive woman would ever be a gamer <laughs> and she's also an actress and stuff like that too so she can't possibly be a gamer etc cetera, etc cetera, etc cetera. and so she came out um just like about a week or so ago with this note on Facebook she just kind of had had it and uh like you know it's like look i play and i don't play to impress you i play because i love to play it was basically what you know she said 
which I totally agree with. But in the, at the same time this was going on, all of the, um, there was this kind of explosion around this Kickstarter project, um, which was uh, started by a woman named Anita. I'm going to screw her name up too. I'm bad at names, like pronouncing last names. I want to say Sarkeesian, but I could be mispronouncing that. But anyways, with Anita, she just wanted like six grand to create some videos about the way women are portrayed in video games. And she got death threats. She had her Wikipedia page like like defaced with porn, her YouTube videos. You should just read some of the comments on her YouTube videos. Um, people tried to flag her YouTube videos as terrorism. Um, people sent her death threats. People threatened her with rape, like over wanting to make six videos <laughs> about the way women are portrayed in games. Like if you, if anything, like, all of these idiots are just proving her point, right? That, like, there's clearly something wrong in the game industry with the way women are treated. And I don't, I've never, I mean, I, I should take that back. I mean, I've had a lot of these things said to me and also posted on my own videos, too. So, I mean, what the sad part of it was, was that I wasn't really shocked when I saw any of this stuff. And I think that's what makes me the most sad, really. Um, and, you know, I forget sometimes when I talk to people in other industries that they don't typically get this kind of hate <laughs> directed at them when they speak out about a particular, you know, some kind of injustice that they see. So I don't know what to make of it all, but there is just I, things seem to be just like kind of bubbling over in the in the game industry and and it's just kind of crazy i don't know what i don't know what's going on something in the water well there's no shortage of you know dumbasses out there especially with something that's um you know this this industry specifically gaming and stuff has a pretty active community i would say more so than otherwise but I don't know. This in her case, it was specifically the YouTube video that was getting the comments, correct? Well, no, it was actually her. The project was what kicked it off, and right. So, but I mean, she had that video because of it, and it's and most of right. the stuff was in the in the YouTube video, the comments. Well, no, but that's most of the stuff that you see that she posted about. But she was also got a number of messages through the Kickstarter as well. Cause you can just send people messages through the Kickstarter. They tried to get her Kickstarter taken down too, as like being terroristic and stuff. It, it was pretty ridiculous. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't read, um, or seen a whole lot about it other than the, um, her response to the, to the YouTube kind of thing. Um, Wow, she's raised $160,000 of her $6,000 goal. <laughs> yeah, because so people, like, as the yeah. harassment started, like, people just started giving her more money, basically, is what oh, kind of happened. Well, it got news, yeah, I bet. Yeah, well, and I, I don't think most people are that, but there's, the, the Wikipedia thing was pretty terrible. So somebody not only called her a number of words that are not very pleasant um to describe her and the other thing is um they like to 
characterize her as a, like a, a dirty Jew is like one of their favorites. And um, they put a bunch of pornography on on her Wikipedia page. And then the problem was, was that Wikipedia took it down, but it had been indexed. So it was like, mm. and it was the first result for her name. Like, so every, <laughs> it was pretty bad. I, I mean, it, just really ridiculous like the kind of thing and I mean, this isn't the first time this happened like so um jennifer hepler who was one of the writers for the old republic she's a writer at bioware she also um wrote the anders character for dragon age 2 among some other characters and like she also just got targeted for harassment like about i would say like about four or five months ago when well, right, right around the time of SWOTOR's launch, like, first of all, like, they, they once, she, she had said something about, um, it, it was pretty innocuous, just like a kind of a comment about um, inclusivity in games because, you know, Anders is gay and, or he's bisexual, but, you know, he can come on to a male character, whether you ask him to or not <laughs> like and oh, okay. some, pe some people were really but you can turn him down right like so it's in whatever but some people were really bent out of shape about that because they're like why is this guy coming on to me whatever and then they found out that she wrote this character and then it just kind of like just and it became a bunch of ad hominem stuff where people were like oh you're ugly and you know you just need to die and <laughs> just it's really terrible and it's like she's one of the writers of like you know this like really big game and why are you treating her like this it's terrible I mean I, it's, I don't know so I'm not sure what you know what the solution is to the problem and I and I know you know it's like the people that it you know at our the, the the thing is, is it's like these few bad apples that are making everybody else look bad. I don't think that. Yeah, I mean, this is like the industry is like totally like you know huge misogynistic jerks or whatever because it's not. I mean, there's a lot of great people like of yeah. all genders in the industry, but there are a few. And I have also, you know, um, when we went to the uh, a conference at the end of last year, there was a guy who spent he was drunk at the bar you know after that particular day's end of conference and he's asking us about Cient, and i know who he is so i'm not gonna tell him a whole lot about you know and i know what he does and so i i don't really want to share a whole lot about the company and stuff and then he tells me to never ever pitch something ever again and then he he then proceeds to spend the rest of the night hitting on Liz. And then when she walks away, he tells me that she's got a great ass. And I'm like, and then I must be the smart one, implying that I'm the ugly one. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so like, you know, but, and what's funny and ironic is then when all of the stuff with, with Anita goes down, and people are outraged. He's like, well, I've always been for women in games and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. uh, no, <laughs> you know, no, you haven't. Because, <laughs> like, not only did you think it was dumb to make games for women, 
or even to like, you know, approach that market, like, cause he told us that too. Um, he also told me that my husband's dick was smaller than his because my <laughs> husband's last name was longer than his. <laughs> well, that makes like common logic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I looked that up on the urban dictionary and it's true. <laughs> but I mean, you know, like that kind of stuff, it's like, it's so pervasive and it's really frustrating. I'm kind of glad in a way that, you know, some of this is getting some light, but I'm worried at the same time that there's just so much outrage that people are just going to, you know, they're just going to ignore it and nothing's going to change. So we'll there's see what happens. A good chunk of the, the problem is there's not a whole lot you can do about it. Other than if 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 you're a reasonable person, you know what I mean. I mean, in this case, for the tropes versus women, I guess you could pledge to support it instead of you know troll or comment against the trollers, which is you know. Yeah, that's an exercise. A dump. It's just a dumb <laughs> game. Yeah, it's. Yeah. But it's it's that's one of the problems. It's like fighting racism or bigotism. You know, it's there's not really good ways to do it. Other than through like education <laughs> and, you know, people just don't react well to, well, let me teach you something about bigotry or, you know. Right. Yeah. So I, it's a big problem. Hopefully just like the um, time goes by and it becomes healed just by people becoming more reasonable. In the yeah, general. that doesn't usually work. Like, usually it takes some action. If you look at any history of any particular type of social justice thing, it, it requires it requires some action on the part of people and a conscious effort to to change. So, I, I what I don't understand about it in particular is like why. What is it that is so utterly threatening about what this woman, in this case, like Anita, like what she's going to discuss in her six videos that you don't have to watch or support with money? And it's just her opinion. What is so threatening about that, that you'd have to like, you would mobilize, you know, hundreds of people to like wage a troll war against her? It was a lightning rod for people with their dumb ideas is all it was, right? I mean, they're out there anyway. It just became this thing that, you know, that got stuck out there and got attention. And then so it, it caught lightning. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of like the Internet can work with the mob mentality a lot quicker than physically ga gathering people around for the mob mentality. But I, I still don't I don't understand it at all. I, I just. Yeah, I don't, like, I don't understand the whole, yeah. like, what, yeah, I don't. Because, I mean, these trolls, they could, any day, they could go to feministmagazine.com or whatever the, some of these, you know, other ones, um, Feminist Frequency, which is uh, the website you link. Yeah, that's her blog. That's her blog. Um, yeah, I mean, they could, any time, any, you know, from the date she made it to, to any other sites that are along that same line, they could have gone and. And done the same crazy stuff. And I bet you to some extent it has. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's sad. It is really sad. And I feel bad that, that other asshats out there representing what, you know, me to some extent. You know, you know what I think? I'm just, I'm just flying off the cuff right now. And this, I may come, like, come off like a complete idiot. And I probably will. Is that I think we need more games that are made 
for men and women to play together at the same time, especially couples. And I think that would help a lot. Because right now, it, for the most part, it's like there's games are made sort of for guys, and a woman might play it, or games are sort of made for women, and guys might play it. But there's not, there's not enough games that make them want to play side by side, like in a very general thing, that lets them interact better. I mean, there's stuff like World of Warcraft. Um, but but, but you, even you that, I, even that, like, you know, I actually had words with a guildie, the, like, this was even just a couple weeks ago, or maybe closer to a month ago now, where, you know, we invited some new people to the guild, they were like, oh, you're a woman playing, ha ha, like, you should get in the kitchen, that would be really funny, you should go make me a sandwich, ha ha ha, to which point, like, because... You know, I haven't heard that like 500 times. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, oh, you get some original material there. Let me get in the kitchen and make you a sandwich. Like, I yeah. mean, that's just not ever going to happen. And uh, so I finally was just, you know, like, no, you are being a dick. Like, and, and plus, I'm an officer in the guild, right? Like, we just invited <laughs> these assholes. Yeah. And like, I'm an officer and you're talking to an officer that way? Are you going to talk to you and tell everybody else to go make you a sandwich? Like, I don't think so. So yeah. I laid down the law. And then, and then the other two guys that weren't just kind of listening, but not like doing anything about it. Then like, after I laid down the law, we're like, yeah, he was totally in the wrong. And I'm like, you know, you should have just said something to him. It's like, he's your peer. Like, why do I have to do it? <laughs> not that I need protecting or whatever, but it's just like, like, I'm glad you agree with me after I did it. You know, like... <laughs> Just one of those things. It's just kind of goofy and weird. And because uh, then after I told him, told this guy that he was just being a jerk and that he should cut it out, it was he was like, well, he was like, well, if if some guy holds the door f open for you, are you gonna get mad at him? And I'm like, I'm not even having this conversation <laughs> with you because it doesn't even relate to that. Like. <laughs> Those are two completely different things. I'm not even going there. Like, we're done with this conversation. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it's just like, I just come here to play. You know, I PvP. I kill some people. It's fun. And then I leave. And that's all I want to do. And I don't want to deal with this other BS. And they're on my team. Yeah. <laughs> they're in my guild. Like, why am I fighting them? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully they they got the lesson out of it because what what's, I, from the man point standpoint, you know, what seems like a funny little joke of of you know sexism, but I'm not really a sexist person, can come across completely wrong to somebody. Right? Yeah, right? because really they have to deal with that crap day in day out. Like, and so it's not funny when you do it. <laughs> it's like if if you think it might be offensive, don't do it especially with somebody you don't i mean it would be different like if you said something to me because we haven't you know i know you you know and i know you were kidding right. and i would you know and i could say something equally snarky and that would be okay <laughs> because like we already have this kind of relationship you know where we we've known each other for a while and we kind of know our boundaries but these people <laughs> were completely new to me yeah. you know like yep. they just yep. joined the guild like i didn't know them from adam you know i didn't know what these what they're dealing were and 
I'm getting the same kind of crap that I get like from, you know, every other person that I only just meet or whatever. Like, oh, you're a girl gamer. Oh, you play a healer. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> just I oh. But yeah, so he sent me an apology email like two days later and was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I was being a dick. And so we're cool now, but yeah, just, but so many times too, I think like people don't stand up for themselves when stuff like that happens, you know? Well, well, I will admit that, I mean, I'm a nerd at heart and I have said many a thing wrong in my day because I didn't know what to say anyway. So just the dumbest thing comes out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it, it, If if you can understand that as well, you know, and I, you know, have regretted it and (laughs) I'm hoping that this person in this case as well, it sounds like he sent you an email, he's understanding of what he had done. So, yeah, yeah, no. And I mean, it's fine, you know, but it's now, but because we've kind of, but like it, yeah, it's just one of those things that's just really frustrating. And then to see it, I mean, but I see it played out like, over and over and over like and you know and it happens to other people and like sometimes much worse scales you know and so i don't know i mean i i think i think what you're saying tori is actually a good idea like creating games where you know a couple can play together because i think there's another thing too with um this kind of idea of the female gamer and that Mm -hmm. and i because one of the like i don't I don't think I've ever, well, I'll take that back because I have asked that question, but for a different reason. But like every time, every person, almost every person asks me, like in my guild has asked me, like, why doesn't my husband play this game? And I have to explain that he doesn't want to play the game, but that's not a good enough answer. I have Mm -hmm. to like explain the reason why he doesn't want to play the game. It's like he just doesn't. He doesn't play the game and he doesn't have to like mm-hmm. that's <laughs> we have different interests yeah you know or, or i have to explain that you know but i i was a gamer before i met my husband right played video games before that so i don't understand why that's even relevant and it's like i should be asking you why isn't your girlfriend or wife or whatever playing like because most cases they're just guys playing by themselves, right? So it's like, well, why isn't your significant other playing? Like, I no, don't. Their answer like, would be because she's a girl. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> yeah. right. But that's not why. Probably no, because it's she's not got why. all these other things that she has to do, and and so I think part of the thing with the allure of the girl gamer is that it has this kind of um, connotation around it that it'll, it 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 allows you to behave like. Be, you're still a bachelor and you don't have any responsibilities. Like you can be irresponsible together. Right. Like, because there's this, there still seems to be this kind of tension between the, between couples in particular, if one games and one doesn't where it's like, you're not spending time with me because you're spending Mm. time with the game. Right. So, so it's like, if you had a girl gamer, then you guys could just game all the time. And then you'd never have anybody nagging you. <laughs> ever and it's not true that's not how that happens at all i mean more likely than not you'll probably end up 
competing with each other and arguing over stuff that happens in a game. So that's my drop. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. So yeah, I, you know, it's not, it's not all, uh, it's not all roses either having a, so it's, it's just kind of interesting to me. Like, like there's this kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is, like kind of allure about it, mystery around the female gamer, which there shouldn't be. It's like, I play games because I like to play games. Like, that's what I like to do. I've always played games my entire life. So why would I not play them now? (laughs) So, yeah, it's, it's going to be, I'm not sure how it's going to get fixed, but uh, I think, well, I yeah, think it's I think important it's to just step. kind of talk about it. And I think the other thing is to just be, you know, both sides need to be kind of conscious about, like, what they're saying to each other, you know. And I think that, that that's important to realize that, like, you know, having some empathy for, for the, you know, people that may feel like they're a little bit disenfranchised from, mm-hmm. you know, or they feel, like, excluded in some way, you know. Yeah, yeah. And maybe speaking out against the guys that are total dicks and do this horrible stuff to other people. Because, I mean, seriously, like, who does that to other people? It's terrible. <laughs> it is bad. I, <clears throat> no. <laughs> I will say I've spoken out, not in this particular situation, but in other situations before, and it did not go well. It just, you know, it basically amped up their stuff and um, focused it at me instead. And that I'm not good at, um, uh, what would the word right be, conflict like that? Mm. <laughs> like, I just back away. I'm like, I'm not going to effing do this. I'm backing away. And um, I don't know. It's such a tough thing. Because a lot of times I think it just... It, you know, like the the make me a sandwich comment as an example, right? It's sort of the best thing is the dirty look, right? To communicate it with, and then just let it roll away. Um, as an outside person, uh, I just don't know how I could approach that without being... Um, uh, there are ways, right? And that's for me to figure out, I guess. But like without being a... Yeah, I will think about that. And then it'll probably happen to me. but you know i think it varies by person too so you you know it's tricky because it like some people might want backup and some people might not so you just you have to know the person too yeah i mean it would right um well i mean like your case jackie i'd totally be waiting for your response i wouldn't be you know right because like, you know me, right? No, I'd be like, oh, yeah. all right, you just pop that cork. I can't wait to see this. <laughs> um, <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. I, well, there's definitely that, but I mean, what? That's like that's small potatoes, relatively, you know. But when I think, I think like what we're doing, talking about it, like mm-hmm. about what's happened to Anita and Asia and all you know, Jennifer and all of those other women who've been horribly, horribly harassed in this industry by people who play our games, right? Like they're, they're like part of our peer group, right? Like that's, 
these people Mm -hmm. that are behaving this way. And I think it's important that we have like, you know, everybody like everyone be outraged at whether or not like it's justified. You don't treat other people like that. Like it's, it's, you just don't do that. You wouldn't talk to your mom that way. It's terrible. (laughs) It's, It's, you know, I mean, you just don't, you just don't do that. You don't, you don't, send death threats you don't threaten people with rape you don't do that like it's terrible that's just like decency that's it's it's uh i don't know it's so it's such an alien concept to me that i don't even know how to put my mind around it like i can't i can't i don't know i can't imagine saying being okay with saying something like that you know what i mean right like i i don't because, like, you were raised to be a good person, right? Like, you just, you don't feel like you need to. I mean, there are some people that I am particularly, you know, like, in the political sphere in particular that I don't like, right? Like, I'd be, I'd be fine if they were no longer part of the world. <laughs> but yeah. I would never say, you know, I would never, like, threaten to, like, rape them or yeah. kill them or whatever. Not, I would never do that. I would keep that to myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I can, I, you know, there's one thing like you can disagree with an idea, but you yeah. can't like attack that person. Right. It's, that's just kind of the, the rules in some way. Right. You don't, you're not, cause at that point it's like, you're, you're just trying to silence them. It, you're not even, you're not even entertaining the fact that like they may have something to say you're just yeah. completely trying to snuff out anything that they might be trying to say and that's terrible so well the I... <laughs> it's time to snuff out what jackie's saying and move on is that what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> no i was trying to i i often have trouble articulating anything and uh i had another moment just then kind of like when i work on like doing transitions or handoffs like the same do thing it, happens. Do it in music. Trim a moan or whatever it was called. <laughs> My tambour. Tambora. Tambora, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If I could speak in images or music, that works so much better. Because my, my word recall is terrible. I must have been a stoner in my previous life. <laughs> in your previous life? Yeah. <laughs> it just stuck with me. You died high. I, I forgot my birthday once. That was really terrible. Really? Yeah. I was at a... Well, there's no no point in going into it, but I forgot my birthday when I was like, you know, 22. <laughs> so I was like, huh, when, when was I born? Oh, I don't know. So, yeah, my memory sucks. But Just uh, Google it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let me see if that works. Just, that has nothing to do with anything, but... Oh, are you really going to try it? Yeah. All right. I'm I'm waited with bated breath. Whatever oh, that no. means, really. No, it, it whole bunch of junk comes up in that. Mm. My web page comes up first. I guess that's good. Oh, you should plug it. What? No, I don't like it. It's oh. a terrible web. It's a terrible web page. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Not about yours, about mine. <laughs> no, you can feel that way about mine. Because mine is mine is awful. <clears throat> I'm, I'm the worst marketer that I know. 
And that includes my cats. They're better than I am. Well, they're Your cats. cats. Yeah. yeah. Cats cats get like a plus 10 thing. <laughs> yeah. Like innate say... by being felines. <laughs> my Google TV this weekend had a win because it's Sunday at like 6. It's icky out. We decided to just... <clears throat> excuse me we decide to just sit as a family and watch tv but we don't necessarily know anything we just kind of want something light so we just turn on youtube and write in funny cat videos <laughs> and so we just sat there <laughs> yeah. and watched whatever youtube had to offer of cat videos um kittens running into walls and playing with <laughs> you know all that stuff and then it's keyboard cat and my kids are like keyboard cat and they're all going no 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 the same time, right? And so I'm in it, and my wife has never seen this. I'm like, really? And wow. she's just like, the look on her face is like she's missing out on the Kool Aid or something. <laughs> what is going on? I'm like, it's Keyboard Cat. <laughs> keyboard Cat is classic. Yeah, wow. Seen it? She just didn't put it in into any long term memory, and she's not in that those circles where it gets referenced ever. You know, right? Yeah, because she had seen it when it um, uh, keyboard cat likes pistachios or whatever it was. You ever see that commercial? Mm-hmm. I have, yes, yeah. So they put the pistachios on the keyboard, and that's how the cat breaks them open to enjoy them. Anyway, how do you like that transition, Tori? <laughs> that's a pretty fab tour. All right, take it away. Hey, wait, 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 wait. I have something for you guys. Oh. Oh, whoops. Can you hear that? <laughs> yeah. I feel so relaxed suddenly. <laughs> That's Tambora. <laughs> so I lied. There's three notes, not two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wow. It actually sounds kind of like my wife's computer when it boots up because like a bunch of her fans are kind of stuck. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys want to talk about Thirty Eight Studios or should we skip it? Um, we could maybe just. I don't know. I'm fine with skipping it actually. I don't know if we have a whole lot of new to say there. Yeah, should maybe next. Like, maybe another next episode time. would be good to like bring it up again. Yeah, because yeah. maybe more information will have come to you light. You know, it might be interesting to get, like, um, Ken's take on, on it, too, because he, he has a, a much different, you know, I mean, a lot of a lot of the, the industry in particular, you know, are looking at it from the employee point of view, but the employer point of view is also pretty, pretty interesting, and it's a little bit different point of view. Yeah, that would too. be interesting. So, there's a thought. Does he want to talk on here? I don't know. Probably, if you ask him, he probably. As long as it um, doesn't interfere with like his fishing or his <laughs> building, I think he's fine with it. That'd be awesome. Because I mean, granted, that's not technically within the you know the the city's IGDA, but I think that's big enough. I mean, it's kind of an industry wide event. Yeah, it's it a is. developer. As a business, it's a thing. It's a, it's a, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's been, it's probably one of the really big spectacular failures the last few years, anyways. Yeah. So. Well, I've, I've never heard of any, any studio of it happening on that scale that quickly before, actually. 
So, I mean, like I've heard a lot of them just shedding employees over, you know, like two, three, four, five months and then closing down. But it, I've never seen it that bizarre. Yeah, I mean, like, it was like the first week of May, no paychecks. And then, like, by June 4th, they're declaring bankruptcy. Like, yeah. they've already they've laid everybody off and they're declaring bankruptcy. Which, actually, their layoff of everyone didn't fit within the law either. So <laughs> there's a whole other set of problems with, like a number of the things that they did. And I mean, like the people that they have, like their VPs and, you know, executive team, they're not, they're not new to business. Like Kurt, this is Kurt's first startup, I think, but like, he's, he's just the, you know, he's kind of like the figurehead. He doesn't have a whole lot of the real power per se, you know, the way they set up the, the corporation. So, so it's like, he's out there getting money and, and being a media darling, you know, using his fame, which rightly so, you know, to market his company. But like, um, yeah, I mean, clearly something went wrong somewhere. And uh, but it couldn't have just happened overnight. It just yeah. kind of came to four overnight. So. Yeah, that's I'm, I'm still just I don't understand. I just don't understand. Like if if I had. If I had five hundred thousand dollars, I could live my rest of the life off of that. No, you couldn't. Oh yes, I could. No, you couldn't. I absolutely could. Wait, it is in the realm of possible. <laughs> it is in the it is. okay. It is in the realm of possible, but you'll probably make that before you retire. Oh, I hope so. I mean, I really hope so. I mean, well, if you make fifty thousand dollars for like the next ten years, right? Well, well, the thing is, if you have five, <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't get into this because, but, but. <laughs> If I had five hundred thousand dollars, I'd paid off all my debts, and then I'd just plant a garden, and then live off that, and then play video games, and make music and audio for the rest of my life. So I, like, that's I, that's all I need. <laughs> so I'd be set. I know I know a lot of people scoff at that, but I I appreciate people that can do that, like, because my shoe budget won't allow <laughs> for me to live that way. <laughs> well, the, the reason. The reason it's so hard to live is because we have so our the monthly payments are so high when you add everything together. But when you don't have monthly payments anymore, I mean, yeah, there's going to be internet and cell phone. Yeah, but, no, when you don't have a mortgage and like car payments and stuff, yeah, it's a huge difference. Yeah. Sure. So so if if that's all gone starting now, 500,000 totally would work. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh How come it doesn't I, for people though? I mean, I know people that, you know, their family members or something bought them their house or uh, passing. They have enough money to pay off their house and they they, they, they they can't make it, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's a personal thing, too, because I know that me, I like a sort of technical challenge. And I know that as much as I love the idea of, like, sitting at home and playing video games all day and doing what I like, I do like to have problems that are a little bit outside my scope of interest sometimes just to mm. to to pull me in ways that maybe I hadn't been before. Mm. But I don't know. I, I would definitely, I 100% agree with you. I would love to go and kind of for my own, you know, take a big hit and paycheck perhaps, but then be able to, to um, be my own business or something mm -hmm. like that would be a lot more interesting. Yeah. So I appreciate that for sure. <laughs> so 
like I said, key, get rid of the monthly bills, you're good. But I, I have lots of monthly bills, so I'm not good. But I'm still I'm still making it work so far. <laughs> yeah, the problem is if you got dropped five hundred thousand dollars, you'd end up with more monthly bills probably. Hey, new car. Hey, different second house. Moon. Uh, um, I want a plaque on the moon. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I found too. Like as I got older and had more money, like what happened was I just I bought all the same stuff. It was just like more expensive the same stuff. <laughs> I don't know why that happens, but it does. I, mean, I don't think about stuff as much. I just kind of like, well, I might want that album, so bam, got it. And you know, yeah, oh, well, I you mean, know, I didn't listen to yeah, it. Well, at least yeah. I got it, so I don't have to think about it. But I've uh, I've prepared a little surprise for you guys in old yeah. fashion. Um, I have a a real E3 story or not quiz. If you guys would be interested, let's do it. All right, let's so I found. You know, searching for, like, news of the strange about E3, um, which I did, trying to find more, it's actually pretty tough. But there are some things that, that come up that just in passing or whatever. And I didn't go to E3, of course, so didn't see some of it. But um, I found some, and I made up some. And with the help of um, Ryan Schaefer, who I mentioned it to today, he gave me a list of even more. So Oh, that's awesome. Um, I, I've narrowed it down to just a select few, so I'll, I'll, I'll start out. So, um, and you guys can answer in any order, and I'll keep track of scores, and you'll win a delicious prize. Ooh, all right. Um, yeah, we need this theme music. Yeah, we do. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. Ready? <laughs> Get your zen on. Sega announces that, uh, number one, Sega announces that GoDaddy and Maxim Bikini model, uh, Danica Patrick, will be the official spokesperson for Sonic. All-Stars Racing Transformed. And additionally, <laughs> she's a playable character. Ooh. I'm going to say yes. I am going to say yes to that, too. It is true. Yes, I knew it. <laughs> All right, there's an upcoming game called The New Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, The Testament of Sherlock Holmes, or The Testament of Sherlock. Um, during their announcement, they revealed that Sherlock's dog is an additional playable character. An additional playable character. I'm going to say no. You get to play as the I, dog. I'm going to say yes, just because it sounds so outrageous. that, And, and Ryan sounds really giddy. <laughs> it is definitely true. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know he had a dog. No, I have no idea, but, but they did announce that. <laughs> I guess in the video, they, they sort of sneak or whatever. Um, all right, number three. Um, Nintendo stock after E3, um, it drops. It drops from $14.87 <laughs> a share on June 5th. Sorry. It's, it's all-time lowest in the last five years, at least, to thirteen forty-four on June 11th. I'd say that's probably true. Oh, that was the question? Yeah, that's like uh, a thing uh, that happened with E3. Yep, Nintendo stock drops to its lowest it's been at least in five years, if not ever. Mm, I'm going to say not true. That is true. Oh. I was sort of surprised by that. I thought that was just really interesting, like almost reaction in a weird way to Nintendo's E3 stuff. So Honestly, the stock market is... 
I could go on a rant about the stock market for a good hour. Like, it is full of stupid people. It, it really, really is. It is, and it should not be used as any kind of indicator at all for anything ever. But, no, but but, but I mean, we there's use a lot it that way, stuff. anyways, and it's stupid. Right. But I mean, if you look at Nintendo's <laughs> stock over the last five years, it's a really steady drop, and that does mean something. So well, right. EA too, like in the last year and a half, like it's just been going as well. So it could just be like an industry wide reaction because the I don't know the economy is shit. Mm. Yeah, it could be. It could be. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, right. Hold on, let's move on. All right, here we go. This one. Wait, Sony wait, wait. announces PlayStation Home is coming to the Vita. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that is just stupid enough that I'm going to say yes. I'm gonna, I yeah, I'll say yes too. No, that's I made that up. Oh, <laughs> that actually makes sense if they did that. No, uh, what it is is that if you buy a PlayStation Vita, you get some like clothes or something in PlayStation. <laughs> oh God, that's so dumb. <laughs> it's the same thing as your Xbox avatar. You've unlocked a T-shirt. <laughs> yay! Um, yay! I beat Mass Effect. All right. Um, <laughs> Nintendo announces a Nintendo Land theme park in Japan that will open the day. Of the Wii U launch. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say no. That is not true. That's mm. straight out of Ryan's brain. That's a pretty good one. There is an Angry Birds theme park, yes. though, that's going to happen in China. Oh. Oh. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, you're kicking my butt right now. No, you guys are even right now. Yeah, I got one wrong. All right. Uh, Tony Hawk (laughs) himself was on the show floor to promote Tony Hawk HD for the Xbox Live Arcade. Wait. I know he was there, but I thought it wasn't for... He was promoting something else and not his own game. I'll say false because of what Jackie just said. You may be be misleading me... uh, in an effort to claim the delicious treat or something. Uh, well, then I would also get it wrong. So how would that work? Well, you haven't given an opinion yet, but I already oh. gave you Oh. No, right. I'm, I'm going to say it's false. All right. According to my fact checker, that is true. Ooh. Oh, uh, okay. So Tony Hawk HD is a game. And I Tony Hawk was at E3, so. Okay. All right. Um... Uh, that one's not written well, so I'm not going to do that one. Uh, False. All right, so Katniss was the big thing at, at E3 this year. Uh, Katniss being Hunger Games, bow and arrow action. So we saw bow and arrows in a lot of games. Uh, not to be outdone, though, Bethesda reveals that there will be bows in their game as well. The Elder Scrolls Online will feature bow and arrows. But it's this bow is special. It's a double bow weapon, affectionately referred to as the akimbo by the gaming media. <laughs> double bow. That is stupid. I'm going to say false. I, I want to say false just because I want it to be false. Yeah. And it's probably going to be true. It's right. false. Yeah. It's false. Yeah. It's oh, good. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan wanted it to be dual wielding bows. <laughs> <laughs> Which is well, funny, but really screams not true. So. <laughs> yeah. 
but double double rainbow double bow yeah i yeah, know that's 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 well a, your that's diablo character uh, like the demon hunter can has like a one-handed crossbow why couldn't you have two you could have two crossbows yes oh yeah we we had this conversation yeah okay uh, that's pretty much it you oh john right. mac announces that he is using aerospace technology to create a virtual reality headset for use with doom 3 is that one of the questions? He, he says this is from E3, but I don't think this is from E3. Cause I think that was announced prior to it. Yeah. Wasn't it? Well, he, it's also one of those, like, Zach would totally know because he saw it. But there's a Kickstarter, I guess. And John Carmack popped in and commented right. on it. You should use 85 hertz. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> 1.21 gigawatts. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, so that's that it. So you guys, you guys tied. That's awesome. Hey. High five. Yeah, hi. There, did you hear that? That worked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was good. Oh, I should have. I just thought of one. I should have done like, uh, what was the book thing from Sony? Announces many other great selling books such as War and Peace and Peace. <laughs> 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 yeah. That'd be awesome. Sense and, sense and sensibility, yeah. Chain ear. But with yeah. zombies, though. Yeah, with zombies. Yeah. There is a zombie Jane ear yeah. book, isn't there? Yeah. Like, yep. that's, a, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Is it Jane ear and zombies? Because it's sense, sense and sensibility in zombies, isn't it? I, You know, they could all have zombies, for all I know. It could, One of them I is mean, the Loch Ness one. Whatever. I'd have to care about the originals to want zombies in it. I'm not well read. Oh, speaking of which, did you pick out a book, Jackie? I don't even uh, know who the who the popular authors right now are. So I may read the Game of Thrones books at some point just because I watched all the shows now. So now I'm kind of... Because that's how I get. It's like I get super immersed in the oh, sure. lore and then I I need to know everything and then... It's all over for like a couple months. <laughs> go through one after the other, after the other, after the other, until they're you know consumed. Yeah, you well, mentioned the the Mass Effect three books, and I'm like, ooh, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. But then, then I can't imagine if if it's about Shepard and it's not my Shepard, I'd be. No, no, they're not about Shepard. They're like about like other stuff going on in. Yeah. I would expect it would have to be because yeah, it has to be. I mean, um, there's there's illusions. Well, some of them take place before the the first Mass Effect happens, and then the other ones are like kind of in parallel, and they're different characters. Yeah. Some of them you encounter through the games, like Ant, like Anderson's a big player, Saren's a player. Um, okay. In Mass Effect Three, there's like a. You you go to that academy. Yes. Yeah, and so there's some students that are major players in that. And All right. So um, I will say about Mass Effect Three. Cerberus too. Did, there's like a bunch of stuff about Cerberus. I didn't mention it. Um, I got my ending, which isn't the best ending, but it's you know the almost it's best. It's your ending. It's my ending. It's my <laughs> ending. Um, and so I'm like, all right. I'm sort of interested in the different endings. Like, how could this have gone? 
And so I went and looked it up, and I'm like, I don't know which one I got. I don't know if I got the this one or that one. So I watched the one that I thought was mine, and it was a different shepherd, right? It wasn't my shepherd. And it was my ending with just the small little changes that they do with the different characters and however. But, I mean, the same ending. And they're sitting there as the video for the best ending. And I'm like, I can't watch this. It's not my shepherd. It's not my story. Isn't that weird? Yeah, no, I'm like, I thought I would didn't have this attachment. And then I watched the one that wasn't my, like, I played as a woman and I named it her, Gail, <laughs> my wife. And I tried to make it look Ouch. like her, kind of. And um, this whole time, um, like, I normally don't play as women. And I don't know why I picked it this time. Like, the role playing, it doesn't work for me very well. Um, but I, I did, and I stuck through it because it's all the way from Mass Effect 1. And then here I am at this thing willing to see what the ending is and not having to sink another 10 hours into the game. And I can't do it because <laughs> it's not her. I don't know. Kind of That's neat. a well-crafted game right there. Yeah, no, I love this. What this game did is, is, is great. I really like that. It's not too often, at least for me, that that sort of thing actually matters. So, yep. was... Yeah, they did a fantastic job. Really did get you kind of immersed into that. Shepherd I can't character. wait to be able to play that eventually. Ugh. <laughs> I still haven't. I still haven't even played two yet. Wow. I know. It's 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 super interesting too. How as my player progresses in every game, um, I tend to be two thirds Paragon and one third um, Renegade. What? Renegade, yeah, chaotic or whatever. The Han Solo portion. Um, every one of the games, I don't pay any attention to the menus. I try to do it off of feeling more than like, oh, this is going to be the smart ass or whatever. Um, and every time it's come out that same way, but that's probably pretty normal too, I bet. But yeah, that's actually about where I'm at too. I'm mostly Paragon, but then there's like, there's certain decisions that like, I don't even know why they're Paragon where it's clearly the renegade choice is, is the Paragon choice there. It's kind of weird. There's oh. those. And then there's other decisions where you're just like, no, you die. <laughs> like there's not saving this person. They're dying. Not interested. That, it's like that, I'm, pa- I'm passing judgment. <laughs> that's 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 the one problem with those systems sometimes. Like uh, I think in Neverwinter Nights, like two or something like that, I was playing. Like some of the choices they they made were like very ambiguous, like as to what's good or bad. And I was playing, I, I was playing something that you had to be generally good, and my class changed, and that couldn't be good anymore. But I'm like. I, if I was a character, I would have known that that's a choice I shouldn't have made, but it was not in any way clear to me that that wasn't a. You know what I mean? So it sounds like sometimes those systems don't don't seem to work out that well, but yeah. it sounds like Mass Effect did a pretty good job. I will I will say the the and I think I talked to you about this story the 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 ability to speak at your television the decision you wanted, mm-hmm. like uh, say you had two options and it said you know option one and path two. Mm-hmm. Right. I'd say those they were often different because it's speech recognition. It probably wants them to be different. Oh but the, sure. The character on the TV would say something like, "Our only option is if we do a uh, uh, path two, right?" And then the oh, connect gotcha. would pick that up as the input and just oh, automatically no. <laughs> do the conversation. For me. So that happened a couple times. And when I figured out what was happening, I was like, "Ah," oh! because <laughs> yeah, it was picking up the TV talk as input from me. Connect fail. That's yeah, funny. So I, and that was just a tuner thing. And if the tuner actually ran in a decent way, like it didn't take out of the game and the menu and the, and the waiting and the 
it'd be okay. But anyway, I thought that was sort of humorous where I was like wondering why it just kept, kept doing menu options. And then like the selections <laughs> would just be picked for me. And I'm like, Oh, I must, I must not be able to pick that one. So it just did it for me. <laughs> and then later I figured it out because, because of the context, the people, the discussion right ahead of it was saying, can we just end it without an ending? No. Wait, 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 wait. This is how we end it. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap what? There we go. Uh, we can do some namastes, some deep breathing. Ladies and just gentlemen. Just kind of, yeah, I'll let you talk. You've got, you've got voice, Tori. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us this evening, or this day, depending on when you're listening to it, at the IGDA podcast. On behalf of Jackie and Ryan Foss and the Tambura, have a pleasant evening, and may your thoughts always spring from the center of yourself. Good evening. Welcome to the IGDA Twin Cities podcast. Thanks. Good night. All right. <laughs> that is our shortest one yet. <laughs> this, this E3 thing you speak of. Oh, should we just go into it for a little bit? Oh, I, wait a minute. I got to maybe blah. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I'm editing that. You going to work on your transition skills again? Yeah, I don't have any, apparently. Especially... Yeah, I'm just gonna shut up because I'm sucking. Oh, All right, what's I just, that about? Like, I, I just, did you get just, some feedback? Oh no, no, <laughs> I just like I took a royal poop on the on the transition last time, and uh, I included that as the uh, yeah the know, bonus hidden track. Yep. Oh. <laughs> In the last month's podcast, there's this. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I totally missed that. Let me just mark yeah. right now before he messes up. Good transition. <laughs> uh. What was what were we talking about? Probably something. Uh, we were going to transition to just a little bit of E3 discussion. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh wait, uh, you know, member project. Wait, no, E3 first.